And the other message that came through was, are you showing up fully? Are you coming with who you are? And that was really big for me because, you know, when I left New York back in 2012 and moved back to Birmingham, there were some parts of me that I didn't totally talk about. And one of the ones was that I was a tarot reader. Hello, and welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. My name is Tina Conroy. I am so grateful you are here. As a professional intuitive medium, Reiki master, and yoga teacher, my intention is to explore intuition so you can gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. I honor your spiritual growth. Thank you for listening. Today on the podcast, it is my pleasure to bring back Terry Ann Hyman, my friend and teacher. Terry has been a repeat guest on the Intuitive Women podcast, and she is here back again today to speak about her Empowered Spirit Tarot deck. Terry is the creator of the Empowered Spirit Tarot deck and Adventures of the Empowered Spirit study book. She has opened up the idea of tarot reading in a new and exciting way, and I cannot wait to share this with you. All too often, the tarot gets a bad rap, being called an occult or evil or devil's work, but this is just not so. The tarot teaches you how to slow down, how to open up to all the signs and symbols around you, including those that you may not be able to see. Her latest creative project came out of her own questions during the COVID breakdown, and we speak about this. She says, what I noticed that it wasn't possible to listen to the media and news for all the answers. There was just too much duality in the stories to follow. I knew there had to be a way to figure it all out. Her own tools, the healing arts, offered her a way. The creative process affording her the time to sit, to get quiet, and to look for deeper possibilities. This creative time led her to one thing after another, and pretty soon, the creation of the Empowered Spiral Tarot deck came alive. Through her private mentoring, she teaches using the oracles, which the tarot is, as a way to access your intuition and inner guidance. The more you access your intuition, the more it will grow. Using the tarot teaches you how to look for the signs and symbols in your life. It will help you uncover hidden information that lives in the subconscious. I'm so excited to bring this to you today. Terry, I will leave all the information about her below in the show notes, as well as her Indiegogo campaign for the cards and some perks so you can get them in your hand. I always honor Terry's work. As my teacher, as my friend, she has always been true to her path. And this is just a beautiful blend in all the beautiful spiritual gifts that she has and shares with others. I know you'll enjoy. Hi, Terry. Welcome back to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. Thanks, Tina. I'm so excited to be here talking to you today. I love having you back. I think this is your third appearance on the Intuitive Woman over the last many years. And I am so excited to bring you back to share your beautiful, beautiful energy and your beautiful gift. Just so everybody knows, if you are a new listener to the Intuitive Woman Podcast, Terry has been a guest on quite so many times. So go back in the library and and go check that out. And today we're going to be talking about a new, a new 
gift that she's sharing um, and, and something that is just really dear to her heart. So Tara, I'd love for you to just share a little bit about you and share about where you are right now. Yay. Yay. Well, thank you so much. And yes, I have been a couple of times on the show. I was just thinking the last time, I think we were down at um, Podfest or something. Yeah. How much fun. So my work has been quite interesting. And I think like everybody's during COVID, we all had to find other ways. We shifted and even for me, it was kind of having some extra time. You know, I was at home working and I wasn't rushing around from different places, you know, and so it really kind of afforded me the opportunity to kind of look at myself, you know, and really kind of ask what's going on. And right before COVID hit, back in January of, what year are we in? Back of January of 2020, <laughs> I was in a car wreck, T, and I got T-boned. And I kind of like saw the whole thing. I left my body. I wouldn't say I had a near-death experience, but I definitely left my body. And when I came back present, it was like I heard like, you still have more work to do. <laughs> like, whoa, you know, where did that come from, right? It's like, you know, okay, I still have more work to do. And the other message that came through was, are you showing up fully? Are you coming with who you are? And that was really big for me because, you know, when I left New York back in 2012 and moved back to Birmingham, there were some parts of me that I didn't totally talk about. And one of the ones was that I was a tarot reader. Like I didn't really talk about it. And it was one of these things that had helped me tremendously, especially when I went through my own personal crisis, look at myself, answer questions. But I didn't talk about it because down here in the South, they would go, shh, you can't talk about that. No, you can't leave with that. And I didn't really want people to get the wrong idea that like, you know, like Tara has the um, idea, like it's an occult or it's devil's work or you shouldn't be doing it, which it's not, it's not any of those. So I really kept it hidden. And I really only pulled the cards out when I had new clients come in and we wanted to go deeper. And I felt like there were some other things that needed to come up and talk about. And that's when really I would use the cards, but it wasn't like I was like, oh, come get a reading with me. It was none of that. So as I'm, you know, going through all these changes, like everybody, as I'm looking at myself, it just kept coming up. Like, how are you not showing up? You know, and down here in the South, the idea of woo is still pretty big, right? I guess all over. I don't know. I think people are embracing it more and more and it is becoming more mainstream. I know maybe you'd agree with that. That was part of it. You know, it's like, woo or not, let's talk about it. So part of it came from that. Like, how can I really show up fully and embrace who I am? So that was part of it. And then one day I happened to be talking to one of my former clients. I have a private mentoring program, which you're familiar with, the Empowered Spirit Program, which is a 90-day private mentoring program where I take people into how to create their own practice, how to go deep into their soul, listen to it. And one of the things I work with is working with the oracles, and the tarot is an oracle, to help them continue doing that intuitive work, to help them learn to recognize the signs, the numbers, the images all around them and the way in which they process their energy. And I find it just such a great tool. So I was talking to one of my former clients, Lori Hanna, beautiful artist. She had come to me and worked in the program and just does amazing work around here. She also takes women, get this, she takes women on treks through the, the Swiss Alps into Italy, like these amazing wow. hikes. Yeah. She's a coach. She does some dance programs. She does artwork. She's really amazing. So we just happened to be talking about what was going on. And so it just kind of came out that, you know, I've been wanting to create this tarot deck and I was looking for an artist and she's an artist and she wanted a spiritual project. So that's kind of how the collaboration began. And she didn't really have a whole lot of insight into what the tarot was about. So I kind of taught her how 
you know, how I worked with it and the couple of decks that I love to work with and how so much of it related to how I teach in my program. And so we just kind of decided, okay, let's do it, right? Let's do it. And so I did make some changes with it. I work with the elements, all my, like even my jewelry, even my practice, really my, my practice began working with the elements, fire, air, earth, and water. You know, I've talked about that forever. My jewelry is composed of that. And so we just decided to say, okay, let's just start with one of the elements. So I think we started with water. And so we just went through, talked about the numbers, talked about what it was about. And so she just started doing these amazing renderings, these amazing drawings, illustrations. And that's really how it began, one thing after another. And the thing that was really, really inspiring about it was that I felt this creative force. I felt this uplifting of energy. And so whenever I would find myself like in struggle, <laughs> what's going on? What? Okay, let's go work on this. <laughs> let's go shift. Let's go work on this. And so that healing part, that creative part of me just started coming forward. So mostly for me, it was writing. She was illustrating the card. So I've been doing tons of writing and just putting all these ideas together. But every time it's like, this feels so good. This feels so uplifting. So I just kept following the energy. And that's really how it came about, one card at a time. Sometimes like, no, let's try this. No, and she would just amazingly make these changes. Like, yes, that's it, you know? So that's really how it came about. I love them. And they're, they're absolutely beautiful. And they're also so unique and so different. I want to, there's so much I want to, I want to talk about. I want to go back a little bit because some people may be listening and saying, you know, what is an Oracle? What is a tarot? You know, tarot, tarot, like everyone says different words, angel cards. So what would you what would be your definition of an oracle? And I know you're saying that tarot fits into an oracle system. So maybe we could just start there because, and I want to dig in a little bit about the skepticism of, of tarot and the, the dark side of tarot, what people think it is because what it really is not. So, but before we go there, can you share a little bit what you feel um, like a definition of an oracle system is and how the tarot fits into it? Really, in the simplest form, an oracle is just an ancient divination tool. It's a way to go into the subconscious and bring out information. That's really what an oracle is. It gives you wisdom. So the most common things that people think of is now like the oracle cards or the angel cards, right? It's a system, whoever's creating it. We ask a question, we turn over a card, we get inspiration. But it can also be like the oracle can also be the tarot, which is another card deck, right? Which is the same idea. Just the tarot is different than the oracles in that the tarot has a set form. There's always 78 cards. You're always going to have the major, 22 cards of the major. You're going to have the minor, which includes four suits, and then the people cards. Now, in my deck, I changed them to family structure versus king, queen, page, knight because I just feel like it's more common to think of like family structures who who influences you in your life. I think it's more readable and realable, you know, reliable or what's the word real in our ways of looking at our lives right now. And the traditional playing card, they, they took away the page. It used to be a page in the traditional Jack King queen, but they don't have that anymore. And that's where the tarot comes from is the original game. It was a game, Ah, right? Okay. Yeah. It was the playing cards and then it just shifted because we have the four suits, right? The diamonds, clubs, spades, and hearts. So it's the same idea, the different four suits, right? And I even actually know people that read from playing cards. They actually read from That's that. That's true. I've heard a lot of that. A lot of people do, you know, will yeah. read right from the traditional playing cards. Yeah. And a lot of it is know just that. knowing the tarot and knowing what like, you know, a seven of cups is or something like that. So that's kind of in a nutshell, that's really what the oracles are about. It's a way to ascertain information without using the logical mind. It's all those things that are hidden inside of us, which is what the tarot is so beautiful at pulling out is all those things that are inside of us. 
Now, that's where sometimes it can get a bad rap because people think that you're going to control their energy. In fact, now sitting there reading from um, Rachel Shelter, like I hear people's comments because she's always saying, oh, Terry's here reading. And you'll hear like, oh, I can't do that. Oh, I can't do that. No, I don't want anybody to take my control. And that's where people think like you're going to control or predict. Got I'm it. Sure you probably okay. heard this yep. yourself. Mm-hmm. Predict the outcome. This is not, I don't read it as predictive. I read it as projection. Let's open the energy. Let's see what's underneath it all, right? When you can use a different part of your brain to access information, so much more healing comes forward. Because, I mean, you know this, like you could see maybe everybody else's stuff, <laughs> but sometimes you can't see your own stuff, right? Like You, you mean like never out. see your own stuff? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Right? <laughs> It's like, you know, it's like stuff is hidden to ourselves, stuff we don't want to see. So when you're either reading for yourself, you know, when the cards come up, they come up. And, you know, there was a funny little quote I put in there in some of the writings I've been doing, like, you know, like, oh, what I thought my cards was going to be like, oh, a beautiful future is coming, you know, instead it's like, what the fuck? I just got called out by my tarot cards. (laughs) Like they're showing me stuff I don't want to see. Right. And that's what can happen. Right. And I always say when the cards come up, we have to talk about it. We just have to, if they come up, right? That kind of thing. So you, you pretty much said it's more of a prescription than a prediction. And so it's, it's following the guidance or listening to the guidance. So they're not, it's not predicting the future. It's not a fortune telling. It's it's definitely not a fortune telling. Right. It's a projection. I like to word instead of prescription, I like to use the word projection. Okay. So for example, say you're trying to make a decision, all right? You have two job opportunities, all right? So on one part of the table, you could put down job A and the other part, job B. And then you can say, show me what will happen with job A. Show me what will happen with job B. So as you're laying the cards out, lots of times what happens is you yourself, just by looking at what's coming forward, you start to recognize like, no, wait, I really do want this. No, wait, this is where I want to go. So you're asking the questions, you're bringing the energy forward. And it's not like every single card's going to say like, do this, do that. But you're uncovering stuff about yourself. And that's what it happens because it can show you like, okay, if A comes this way and you go, oh yeah, that's great, that's great. And then B comes this way. It's like, oh, you know, I was wondering about that or I was thinking about that. So it's going to give you a way to really go into your own subconscious mind to give you energy that's going to then break through so that you can see what's underneath it. And it can help you make better decisions. Now I'm not saying every time you throw a card and it says, do this, you have to follow that, but it can give you some suggestions. And again, I think the thing is like sitting quietly and then asking yourself the questions because it's all within us. We just get so clouded over. We start listening. What do you think? Which job should I take? What should I do? And so we're putting all this energy out there. But when you sit with the deck and you get quiet, and you breathe a little bit, you allow what's underneath you to come forward. And then it just becomes a tool to get you there. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question. If you're doing it for yourself, if if someone is doing the tarot for themselves, like a, a, a personal practice, is it different than how would they go about that? How would you suggest them to go about that? Would they pull a card each day? Would they pull more than one card a day? Is there a particular spread? Do they journal with it? Like, what would you say is the best way for them to get in the relationship for themselves and the the deck? So I say like pull a card a day to get, to get familiar with your deck right? Like you really want to get familiar with it. So that's one of the ways that you can learn your deck is card a day. If you want to start really using it to help you with clarity, I like to do like what I call a clarity spread. 
So basically that's four cards. The first card is the question that you're asking. Show me some clarity around the direction I'm going. Show me some clarity on this relationship. I mean, people come for three reasons, right? For love, mm-hmm. for, for money, or for health, right? Those are the three things people come for generally. But so that first card is the show me card. That's the clarity. And then the other three cards are ways to get there. So it becomes more of an action taking. And the really those other three cards, it doesn't matter what order, because what you want to do is start to build that story for you, like to see all those circumstances that can guide you there. So it doesn't really matter what order those three cards in, even though you'll lay them out one, two, three, but it's like, okay, how does this influence this? Oh, so if I can then take an action step, I can get closer. Oh, if I can recognize all the emotions I'm holding that aren't mine and let them go, then I can find my answers. So it helps you become familiar with that. And then I say, of course, journal, like very important to journal really. And then like after you journal, close your book. And then throughout the day, like look for some of those signs. Like if there was a clock in the thing, look for clocks. If there was a lot of roses, look for the roses. If there were a lot of, you know, just different signs that you can look for, right? And that's going to help you stay lifted because it lifts your vibration when we're in our intuitive present state. And that's part of it too, is really training that. Lots of times people go, well, I already knew that. You didn't tell me anything new. That could be true, but you're getting confirmation. And to me, I, I, there's nothing better than being confirmed on your path, right? Absolutely. <laughs> like I mean, that guess. is very, very true. The, the validation, the confirmation, um, you know, the readings that I do, it's, I already, I knew that and they're validating it, or I was thinking about that and that's validating. So it's, but it's really nice to hear, even though you thought about it, that someone else is validating and then it feels like it, it connects, right? So there's that interconnection. Yeah. Definitely. Because you feel like, okay, I am, I'm aligned with spirit, you know, like I feel it. This is what I thought. Boy, does it feel good to know I'm in the right place at the right time. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes you are going to get the troubling cards. I mean, I talk about this, that the very first time I started with tarot, I got the death card. I was so scared. And I hear this often now. I hear people say this all the time. I didn't know what it meant. I was like, oh my God, I just had my child. Is it my child? You know, it's like, oh, I put it up done. I'm never coming back again. Right. It was like, kind of like that. And then it was my 40th birthday and you know, the, uh, the dolphin bookstore, Patty and Robin, the original owners, Mm -hmm. they gifted me the peace cards, mother peace cards. They're these beautiful round cards. It was my 40th birthday. I remember those cards. Yeah. 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 And that's what started me out. Now, lo and behold, I was actually in the midst of transformation, which is actually what the death card is about. It's not about a physical death. It's about transformation, a spiritual death. And I was actually in the midst of my big transformation in my life. And you know what? The cards, they were so loving and they just helped me really appreciate my own spirit. And they let me just slow down and it became a whole study. And that's actually where I started learning about the elements, the fire, earth, and water. I'd never really known about that. And that actually kind of led me to like creating my whole jewelry line, natural forces jewelry around that. So it was like, it led me to so many other things that now became my life, which I think it's just like an example of how it can help. It doesn't hurt. And it didn't ever like tell me I had to do certain things. Now, I will say there are times when I haven't listened. And there's one, (laughs) I don't want to go into it now because it's kind of vulnerable, but there was one time very recently that I didn't pay attention. And Mm -hmm. I'm going like, should have listened. Yeah. Should have listened. Well, I'm I'm kind of laughing because I don't, you know, my death card story, my tarot death card story. Have I I never shared this with you? Okay. So, you know, where Dreams East is still available here in Seacliff, New York, right? So I drive there. It's a metaphysical bookstore store for anybody who's in the area. Which is how I I met my very first spiritual teacher. That's right. Because we're all connected. Catherine Catherine worked there at the time in Roslyn though. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And Connie's still there. Yeah. And I drove up and I was going to buy my first tarot deck. And I said to myself, going into the store, as please don't let me get the death card. Please don't let me open up the deck and get the death card because I obviously did not have experience with it. And I just thought the death card is death and someone's going to die because that's it. That's, that's all I knew. That's all I thought. So lo and behold, I go and get the deck. I go into the car. I remember it's a, a winter kind of day and I'm sitting in the car and I'm opening up the plastic cellophane and I open the deck and the death card is first. And I'm like, what? So now, of course, my mind is going, I made myself get the death card. Someone's going to die. Something really bad's going to happen. I slam the box down and I rarely open the box. And that was it. That was it for me. I was like, no. And I turned to the angels, which you and I have done a lot of angel work, obviously. And I kind of gravitated away from Tarot because it was spooky and it was dark and it was scary. And we know that not to be true, but that was my story. That yeah, was my story. Right? And yeah. I also... Um, you know, was going through a major transformation. Uh, it hadn't been revealed yet, but my whole life was going to be changing. And uh, it certainly did. And it, it changed. There was a lot of, lot of happening. And, you know, I won't go there, but same thing, you know, right, transformation. And it was, it was the death of the old me, of the oldness, of the things I didn't want to see, so on and so on. So I can look back now and say that card was so perfect. It was really guiding me and telling my spirit things are coming, right? Like this is just a death of this experience of this life that I was having. Um, but at the time it was, you know, not good. So that was my death card story. So why do you think that so many, I mean, the tarot must go back many, many centuries, right? Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I yeah. should have brought the, I should have looked up that date to say that, but Pamela Smith, I think it was her name is the one that created the original Rider Waite. And it was like really coming out of the playing cards, but you know what they just, I was just talking about this on the podcast myself. Like they, they really kept some of it like kind of secret to keep it secretive and make it like this esoteric teaching that you had to have special knowledge. And I don't believe that. I really don't. Like even like originally, I think they said like, oh, you can't buy your own deck. You must be gifted a deck. I hear that all the time. Everyone's I know, saying, right? it's I get like, questions. I get yeah. questions on my on my IG or Instagram. Can you buy your own deck? Does somebody have to gift you a deck? Yeah. Also with crystals. Does someone have to gift you a crystal? Yeah. Does anyone have to gift you a deck? I'm like, no, no, no. Buy your own what you want. I don't, you know, like this is all like stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, you know, I, I don't really believe that you have to be gifted your first deck or your first crystal. I really don't. Because what if nobody gives you a deck? What if they have no idea? Or you don't want to tell anybody, then you'll never learn. So I think that that was just one of the ways you know, that kept people from really discovering more and more about it that made it so secretive and you had to have a special language. And, you know, one of the ways I teach is intuitively, like you don't have to have a special language, use your knowledge, use what you know, because you know what, it's one of the greatest ways of storytelling. It really is. So if you can just express what you already know, that's the way to do it. One of the other things they say, and I remember you and I learning about this when we did one of our angel classes, um, mm -hmm is that don't anybody touch your cards. Like nobody no, can touch a bad so mojo, true. bad juju, right? <laughs> I don't believe that because I want people, like if I'm going to read them, touch my cards, put your energies all over. I think it's easier to read, but that's my own personal opinion, yeah. right? And I think that's a personal choice, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what, yeah. speaking about that, I do remember that don't let anybody talk, you know, touch your cards. I've gone through stages where I didn't want anyone to touch my cards, the card that I had. If I was, if I'm doing a reading, I actually like to hold my cards, but 
I let people touch the cars in Reiki circles and Reiki shares and maybe even one-on-one, you know, things like that. But yeah, so I've kind of, you know, we we change, you know, it's like the things, it's like thinking of a certain way as you evolve and change. I'm always one to say, I used to think one thing, one way about this, but now I've changed and that's okay. I'm allowed to change. I'm allowed to evolve. So I am, I'm the same way. So in some circumstances, I, I don't think it's bad though for them to touch the cards. I just feel like I like to hold the cards. And when I'm in a reading, I actually use my cards less and less lately in a one-on-one, you know, I might pull one card, but my, my readings have changed very, very much. So it's different, but, um, yeah, it's very true. You know, don't let anyone touch your cards, you know, they'll get their energy all over it. It's like, well, wouldn't you want their energy on it? You know, it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And of course we know how to cleanse them now. You can use sound, you yeah. can use sage, you know, you can Reiki use Reiki. I love everything. the symbols always. Yeah. 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 So there are ways to clear them. Yeah. So I think that some of these like things were talked about as a way to keep people away from it, just to keep it that more, you know, mysterious, mysterious teachings, uh, you know, mystical teachings and stuff. But I really don't think we need that anymore. I really don't. And I think that the more we can find the tools to access that energy that's within us, the better. And like we both say, I know in the way I teach, like spirit loves amusement, right? I think we learned that like you could just like have fun. And that's what the tarot is there for. It's for amusement, it's for art. And that's one of the beautiful things about this deck. The art is just so whimsical and it's just so beautiful. And sometimes you'll see it in a card and you go, yeah, it reminds me of the, what I call the traditional, the Rider Waite. It does remind me of that. Sometimes you go, I don't even know where this came from. But then, and even I've been doing this too. The more readings like, oh wow, I never noticed that in there. Look, I can see, you know. And so you start to notice things that then because you're not in the logical and you're working with the right side of the brain, it activates energy within you. And that's really what we want to do with the tarot. We want to activate what's hidden inside of you to really find those answers. Because generally you're coming with a question, right? right? I mean, even if you've never had a tarot, then the question is like, well, show me something that I need to see or something. But you're wanting to come with a question to access, access more information within your own self. And I think that's what's the important aspect of it. Yeah. So in, when you do a tarot, uh, am I saying it right? Tarot, tarot. I, I think you hit like... on it before. It's many ways. I like to okay. say the tarot. Some people tarot. say the tarot. Some people say tarot. I think that's a little right. Southern there, right? <laughs> but, I know I've heard it all different ways yeah. and I'm always like, am I saying it correctly? But tarot, that's what I'll say in my way. So when you speak about the tarot, I know it's normally a system. So do you need to really study the system to use your cards? Do you have to really know the system? I know it's a little different than the traditional, but I think sometimes people are so, it seems like a lot. Like I've picked up a book on tarot and I'm like, oh my goodness, do I have to know all of this before I do it? So um, how much, how much history or how much you need to know about it? If you're doing, if you're, if you're buying it for yourself, if you're doing it for yourself. Yeah, that's a great question. Because I will say that I generally do start brand new people on just the Oracle cards, because with the Oracles, it just depends on who's the creator and what their intention is. Is this to help you feel more joyous with the angels? Is this to help you groundward the crystals? Is this to help you access inner wisdom? Is this to help you have guys? So it just depends on the creator, right? But with the tarot, it is it is a set system. Now, there are lots of variation these days, lots and lots of shifts and changes. But the main thing is that there are 78 cards. You have the major, which is representative of major life situations. So when the tarot, the major cards turn up in a tarot reading, like, okay, let's, let's pay attention. You have the minor, which is more of your day-to-day ins and outs. And then you have the four suits that come in with the minor. So that's where it gets a little complicated. 
because we have many levels to work on. We have the emotional level, all right, which is going to be the water or in the traditional deck, I guess they call it the cups. In the poker deck, they call it hearts, right? Then we have our mind, <laughs> which we all struggle with, right? The mindset. So in the, in the traditional deck would be the swords. In my deck, it's the air for mind, for the air element. And then we have the, you know, your, your passion, your desire, your spiritual aspects of who you are. That would be in the traditional deck, the wands. In my deck, it's the fire. And then we have the earth. Grounding. I call it earth. In traditional decks, it was the coins or pentacles. That's your work, okay. your business. Yeah. That makes so sense. Have, I really like the elements that you're bringing in. It makes I sense think it makes me. it easier yeah, it makes because it easier. most people kind of have an idea. Okay, water, I've heard of water, it flows. Oh yeah, emotions. Right. I've heard of, you know, earth, it grounds, work. So it helps you understand because that's where the layering comes in. So not only are you draw on the cards, but you also have the elements. So you could draw, you could draw an ace, which is a whole nother thing in numerology. You could draw an ace of wands, but it's gonna be different than the ace of pentacles. So that's where it comes on a couple of layers. But the beautiful part is once you start learning, you just keep growing and growing and growing on your knowledge. I noticed for me, I outgrew so many of my oracles. Like after a time, but turning the same cards and you go through the whole deck several times, like, okay, I need more, right? So I don't think you can ever get tired of the tarot. <laughs> you can collect decks. I mean, I have a bazillion decks anyway, but you can. But I think that you start learning because like if you start with the numerology from zero to, I guess, basically 22 in this deck, right? Because numerology always reduces down, but you like, you know what a one is. It's that original seed idea. Two is duality in life. Three is that initial conception. Four is balance, you know, five is change and conflict and so on and so forth. So once you start knowing that, then you say, okay, so if it's a one or if it's the ace in the water, okay, that's a beginning of emotions. If it's an ace in the, in the fire, that's a beginning of passion. So it helps you just get a little bit more specific in there and start to realize, okay, and especially if you start to look at all the cards, oh, wow, do I have so many coins? All right, there's a lot of that physical earth element you're wanting to work with. So it really kind of helps you to really kind of look at the different layers. And we know this from teaching Reiki, right? You have all the different layers, yeah. right? So sometimes you might clear something in the mind and in, in, that, in that air element, but you didn't clear it in the earth, in the physical body or vice versa. So right. this helps you look at all those layers, which is why layering, it can get a little complicated because then you also have the placement of the layout, hmm. right? So depending on the spread, right? So lots of times you'll see the Celtic spread, which is pretty much a traditional spread. It's 10 cards. So that already says, okay, I got to be able to have enough time to read 10 cards, right? It's not just a quick read a card. So you do have to have a little extra time and then knowing where the placements are. Now, sometimes when you start to do a spread, the cards take over. So you have your form and all of a sudden they just start talking to you. And all of a sudden the light, you just let the cards read, right? And, and that would be like the storytelling. Yes. Right? That's that would the be the, okay. That's so nice. And I think that's really what it's about. You want to tell a story. You just want to go, this card says this, and this card says this. And you want to weave it all in because that's how life is. We have all these layers. Right. So we want to have that story come forward because I think we all know, like, if someone tells you their story versus just teaching them something, which one are you going to remember? Right. The story. The story. Right? Yeah. And so as you're working with that story within your own life, and that's why I call it the ventures, like the, the book that comes with it that I'm writing for this is called Adventures of the Empowered Spirit, because it is an adventure. 
right? right? Life is up and down, it's ins and outs, it's wins, it's gains, it's loves, it is death in some cases. So there's so many things that we go through and it's like, how do you navigate your life? How can you navigate it to where you're the winner, you're the heroine, like, right? You're the one commanding the energy. How do you do that? And so this is a way in which to look at your life because it's always a circle. It really is. And then also to the archetypes in the tarot, I love, and I'm actually doing a little fun thing on Instagram right now where every day I'm drawing a card, who am I? And I'm explaining it by just talking about the archetype. So yesterday it was the archetype of the gambler, willing to take a chance, believing that luck is always there, always going to be on top. And even when they're not, they know it's going to turn. Wheel of Fortune, right? When that Wheel of Fortune comes up, it's like, oh, luck is with me. All right, I can take a chance on something I want to take a chance on. I was holding back. I was staying in the status quo. It frees that energy so much. Yeah. And we all have archetypal patterns. Those are like just deep ingrained and born in us in our subconscious right? We all have them, like teacher, mother, wizard, mystic, you know, we all have some of those archetypes. So that's another aspect of the tarot that will help you learn it. So I think, and this is what I did after I finally got that mother piece, I bought the workbook that came with it and I sat down with it during my meditation time. And then I would just like each time I went, learn a little more, a little more, a little more. And then I actually took my very first tarot class. It was intuitive tarot at the Edgar Casey Center in New York City. So that was fun, right? I was newly divorced. I was on my own. I was trying to find out who I was again, right? And I was back taking jewelry classes and there was the Edgar Casey Center right near the Penn Station. And so I started taking a class there and you could use any deck you wanted. So I brought my little mother piece cards with me, right? And then I took from Mark Lyons down at um, Silver Broom. He was down in Sayville. We used to do a lot of ascending. And then I did take Connie up at Dreams East. I'm trying to think who else I took classes from. Um, and then you taught classes because I took your and I class. I definitely teach classes. Yeah, yep. and I follow Colette. I followed Colette Baron Reed for a long time. We took through the Doreen Virtue School, but we didn't have her. We had her son, Charles, and that's how we met Tina Marie, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So really- We've been through really, a lot, Terry. Wow. I, you're, you're like going through the years. It's been a long time. <laughs> it has been a great long <laughs> We've been time, a lot. It's been good. Yeah, it's been it a really journey. Has. But I yeah. think that's it. You know, and it's kind of how I approach astrology. I'm not an astrologist, but I talk about it all the time. I've been studying astrology since the late 80s. And like every summer, I try to learn something new. Like I tune into this astrology hub, give them a shout out. She has a great podcast. I tune into them and like try to learn something every summer, something new. And it's the same with the tarot. You just keep learning. And you just keep layering that knowledge. So you're learning about the elements of life. You're learning about what's underneath the system. You're learning about neurology. You're learning about symbols, right? And that's one of the things we tried to do. Tried to like kind of take what Laurie, like what I described to Laurie and then how she illustrated it. And then just now coming through and talking about notice this, notice where the sun is, notice the roses that are entwined. No, you know, so like just notice these things. Because symbols and imagery and all of that is like affecting us even when we're not aware of it. Like yeah, you walk absolutely. into a beautiful yeah. room, you don't know exactly why, but it feels good. You see something on a card, it's the same idea. And you start to become more and more aware of symbols and signs in your life. And you know how important that is. And even for your dream time. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. You know, it's, it's so true. And I'm, I'm really hoping that the people that do listen that, cause I get so many people, you know, how many people, and you get this too, they just want an answer. They come in with the question, right? And they just want the answer. But it's so much deeper than that. It's so much deeper than that. And if you can let go of that and go on the journey and listen 
be guided, be navigating. I love all the words that you use, navigation. And that's really what it's all about. I think so many people get caught up and I get this a lot. I'll, I'll get you know a message and they'll say, I'm really in a bad way. Can I have a psychic reading today? Or can you give me a reading today? Because this is happening and this is happening. It's like, oh, I almost, it's yes and what what's going on, right? It's not just about getting this thing or not getting this thing or, you know, again, it's like the top five, they say, right? It's, or the top four. It's, you know, love life, relationship, health, um, career, and I don't know, something else. Maybe there's maybe four, four of them. But yeah, three, four, it's the same thing, right? Everybody wants to know about relationship or health um, or finances, career, Right. Um, yeah. But when it's that career in with the money, because yeah, and three, I would imagine yours would be like your deceased relatives. I, I was thinking that's probably where you would get the extra one from the readings you do. But it is those things because that is right. life. That is what exactly. life is. is. Yeah, and that's yeah. generally when we come in for reading. I mean, most people come in if there's a problem or a question, right? Yes. Or absolutely. they just have never had yeah. one. You know, yeah. yeah, this little shopping home, but it's so cute. And it, it just, she has, she puts a sign out every day and it's attracting a lot of attention. People are curious. So that would be another reason. But sure. I know for me, when I start to seek out, because I'll get reading still. One, I like to see how other people read. I love to see that too. And I think sometimes we can hide from ourselves. You know, so I think it's really great that we have somebody else. It becomes a little bit more objective because sometimes we can turn those stories however we want. Right. right. And see so what we want to see thing. and not what we need that's to see. see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it is good to do both. But I think like as a, as like a daily practice, it's awesome. And then you could use it for so many things like doing a um, doing a like automatic writing workshop. Right. So where I'll just guide people. And because I'm doing this project now, like, all right, let's use the tarot's prompts. So I'll pull a card tell a little story and then people will write. And it's just like a way of journeying automatically, mm -hmm. whatever comes out. And it just is a way to flow that energy, bringing divine spirit in, opening up and having a way to then, you know, through the hands, get it into the physical form. And so again, it's just allowing energy to move and open up. And to me, it's like having those tools versus, well, we all know the things that other people do, especially when they want that really fast answer. Go shop, go drink, go eat, go party, go do anything. But what we really need to do is sit. Right, yeah. And you know what? I think this is at a, it's always divine timing that it's coming out of a time that, you know, the year that we've had in 2020 and still, you know, 2021, right? It's not like all over, but a lot of people are coming into their awakening. They're realizing the things that they were doing on autopilot. They're commuting four hours a day. They were doing, they were in jobs or in relationships they really didn't like. So it's really forced people to wake up. And so, you know, there's, there's, no coincidence that this is a perfect timing for this. Um, I want you to go ahead and share where I know you're in the middle of a campaign right now and how we can support you and have people follow you and, and make sure people get those cards in their hands. So, and I have yeah. them, I have the prototypes a little bit, so I'm excited too. Yeah. I, thank you. For that. I appreciate that. And you know what, I will say that that was one of the things that I really started to think like, you know, like, what am I doing? How can I help? I'm so tired of listening to the news. I'm so tired of all this fear. One says one, one says the other, mass, no mass. Is it, was it a made? I was so tired of all of that. It's like, what can I do to help in another way? Like, how can I give a tool and let people see how important it is to us to know our own self? And this is kind of where the idea said, let's go for it. Let's do this project, 
right? And so that is a really great way to look at it and say, yeah, you're right. It is something that we all can use to have other ways to trust what we want to do. And if we weren't living what we wanted to live, right? If we weren't happy with how our lives were and COVID forced us to look at it, here's a way to start making those shifts. And they can be little shifts one at a time is one of the things I really like to say. But anyway, the way in which we're doing this is the cards are made. I know this isn't video, but I'll show you any. The cards are made. We've got the little bags made. The little bags come from India. The cards are going to be printed here in the United States. Hopefully, we're raising money for the printing. That's what we're raising money for, because you have to have large quantities to print. Otherwise, you're just not affordable to do. So that's really what we're raising them for. So the prototypes are done. The designs are done. They're all beautifully illustrated. There's a little booklet that'll come with it and the pouch. And so we're creating a crowdfunding on Indigo campaigns, Indiegogo campaigns. So the thing is, is what you get, because we want it to be about you, is you get some perks, meaning the deck, readings. We just had someone that bought the intuitive art painting class. So we're adding perks at discounted prices while the campaign lasts in order to raise the funds. So you get something, right? You get either the deck or you get a class. I'm actually going to be doing a class in August. So get the price now because it's definitely discounted. A workbook that goes along with it. And then sessions with Laurie, so on and so on and so on. So you can find it. I'm sure, Tina, you'll put the show note link in there. But it is on the bit.ly and it's like a bit.ly. I mean, it's, it is on Indigo Campaign. And it is shortened to bit.ly backslash es tarot, Empowered Spirit Tarot. So bit.ly s tarot. So anyway. Yes, I'll put it all in the show notes. It'll all yeah, be it'll be in the show okay. notes. It's actually on my Instagram story. So you can find it very easily, everything about me on Instagram. And if you click on it, you can have a way to donate and then get your decks and get involved and support us. And if you can, hey, just share it out if you see it. I am doing a fun little game. You can actually win a deck of cards, share it and answer the questions. And yeah, we appreciate your support. The work is like just beautiful and all, all the back-end stuff is done now. So yeah, it's just getting them printed and out the door. Yeah. Share your um, Instagram handle just in case someone's on. Yeah, so you. it's at Tarian Hyman, T E R I A N N H E I M A N. You can find all the information, my podcast, the Empowered Spirit Show. All of that information is on there. And yeah, whatever you can do to help us, we'd really appreciate it. And if you like tarot, we really do think that you'll love the cards. We actually um, have some of the artwork. Um, also, you can purchase the original artwork. So oh, it actually so be nice. a print of the artwork. Let me just clarify that. It's but beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So those are the things we're doing, which goes along with, you know, really everything I do in my work. It really does. It goes along with how I teach intuition to my private mentoring, to my work, all of that stuff. And I think right now finding the idea that the healing arts is so important in our world, having the art having the ability to tune in to that part of us that is creative, that is expansive, and that we can use that imaginal realm that is all around us can really empower you in your day. Yeah, I love it. I, I know it just complements everything you do and I'm excited and I just can't wait for everyone to get it in their hands. So really thank excited you. for you, Terry. Really, yeah, really. Thank you. And to all those that You're are welcome. supporting us now and have and will, we, we really do appreciate it from my heart to yours. Oh, it's been great. Well, always love chatting with you. Thank you so much for being here and wishing you so much luck. All my love. Thank you. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste.